Hey everybody, it's In the Clinch MMA Podcast on the Fight Game Media Network. Paul Fontaine alongside Ryan Frederick. And uh, I guess it's the go-home show for UFC 285, yeah. uh, which I will be there in attendance. Ryan will be watching and covering. Well, I guess technically we'll both be covering it for WrestlingObserver.com because I'm credentialed through them. So I'll, I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll be at the, po- the post by press conference and, um, you know, and one of us will be hopefully on with Brian and Dave and sending them notes and, you know, that's to be determined. But, um, yeah, it's a big one. Um, and we will do an extensive preview on that show uh, coming up a little bit later. Uh, but first, we had kind of a noteworthy show on uh, Saturday and not, you know, for good reasons, really. Um, for the second time in what, like what, like less than two months, right? Or a little over two months? No, about four months. Was it? No. That, it, was no that... it was November. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I, for some reason, I thought it was December. But yeah, so second time in four months, we had a uh, main event fall apart or get canceled on while the show was going on, yeah. which uh, I mean, I remember that happening twice. Now, you've got a better memory than me, but um, I remember the Randy Couture, the, there was one fight where somebody slipped in the back and right. And, Kevin Randleman, uh, yeah. Kevin Randleman. Was that against Randall, Randy Couture was scheduled? Uh, I think so. Yeah, and then okay, so it might not have been, head. might not have been the main event, but there was a Matt Mitrione fight. Yeah, um, against uh, against uh, uh, oh, what's it, Stefan Struve, right? Yeah, where Struve had a panic attack. Right, beforehand. and that was, but that wasn't the main event, right? No, no. Yeah. No. So this is so, and those are like the only two that I can think of that were canceled while the show was going. Yeah, there must have been more. Yeah, I mean, there's been fights, but main events, no, no. Yeah, no, main it's, events is just the one. It's a rarity. Around, right? Yeah, it's a rarity, and now we've had two in four months. but uh, Which is yeah. so bizarre. Yeah, I remember there was one where there was like a super long delay. Like, it was literally as the fight was about to start. Um, it was during COVID, I remember. Um, remember the one I'm talking about where, like, they were – they even played the entrance music, I think, and the guy didn't come out. Oh, that was Chas Kelly. That was Chas Kelly uh, against uh, – uh, Jamal Embers, I think it was, or something. Maybe, yeah. Something I don't remember who it was, but I just remember it was Embers, so odd. He, nobody knew what was going on. He, and... he like had a panic attack backstage and fainted. Yeah, never. Yeah, or but his this back was eased up or so, something like that. Something happened. But this was food poisoning for Nikita Krylov, and which is kind of almost the same thing happened to Derek Lewis, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Except Derek Lewis, Derek Lewis had to go to the hospital, and it was kind of. Early in earliest in the morning in this situation, Krylov, he showed up to the apex trying to get fluids and meeting with the doctors, and he tried his best to fight, but they decided they wouldn't let him. And when did they announce it? Because I missed uh, the announcement. They, they announced it right at the right as the main card was starting. Okay. And okay, uh, Ryan Ryan Span found out when he got to the building that it was that the fight was canceled. Well, and and one of our friends who I believe listens to the show, uh, Wade. Um, he, um, he mentioned that he, like, he was, well, he was like me, right. He's watching. And then it wasn't until the Tatiana Suarez fight was going on that he found out that the main event was canceled. So I guess if you missed the beginning of the show, you know, it's not like they were mentioning it. Um, because I skipped through the beginning, you know, I, I saw them talking. I'm just fast forward, fast forward, you know, I go right to the first fight. And then as the main event guys are coming out or as Brendan Allen and Andrew Munoz are coming out, they're like, Oh, thrust into the main event. And I'm like, what? And then I texted you and, uh, and, uh, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I guess you didn't watch the beginning of the show. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, um, so we did, we got a main event of, uh, Brendan Allen and Andre Munoz. And I, I remember, I think I even said last week, like, 
this could have easily been the main event. I mean, you know, that the other one is probably slightly more important in the light heavyweight division, but this, this was a big fight in the middleweight division. Um, you know, and they, it was only three rounds, but it didn't matter because uh, Munoz, well, he finished it with 35 seconds left in the fight. Um, but uh, I don't think the fact that it was the main event, like it didn't seem like it affected anything. Right. Nah, nah. It was. It just. It felt like just a just a normal fight, and it's like, oh, we're getting out of here a little bit earlier tonight. Yeah, earlier tonight. But yeah, but yeah. I mean, it was. Uh, you know, Brendan Allen, super impressive, super uh, yeah. impressive. Like, like Andre Muniz was a guy that that everybody had been avoiding. Like, people were talking about he's like ranked eleventh, and everybody was like, why is he not fighting another ranked opponent? And it's because guys were avoiding him at middleweight, and then, but you know. Kudos to him to take an unranked, dangerous guy like Brandon Allen. Just didn't work out for him. It was uh, Allen was able to actually be the one who was the better grappler, surprisingly, out of the two. Because Muniz is, you know, he's a super wizard on, on, the, on the ground. We're talking yeah. about a guy, guy who broke Chakaray's arm. And, and Brandon and Allen like, went right to the ground with him. Yeah, Allen was on the ground with him, had, had top control, side control throughout. And then, and late in the third round, got that rear naked choke and got Muniz out, got him to tap. You know, very, very impressive showing. I mean, I mean, Allen was on the way to winning the fight. He was up on two of the score, two of the three scorecards headed in the last round. So, and the other scorecard was even. So he was on his way to winning, but he he made sure to finish it and put his name in that mix at middleweight. And you know, he's got a. He's got a very impressive record. He's very he's done very well so far in the UFC, and you know he's he's a definitely a legitimate contender there. Well, yeah, you know he lost that fight to uh, Chris Curtis in uh, you know at the end of 2021, and then since then he's four straight three by three finishes, um, and he's you know he's like you said right back where he was. I mean, if he hadn't lost that fight to Chris Curtis, I mean he's probably a title contender at this point. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, but uh, you know now yeah, you know a little more seasoning. You know, sometimes losses are good for you. They uh, you know they teach you kind of you know points out holes in your game and everything and uh and alan yeah i mean this is maybe the best he's looked uh especially considering the uh opposition yeah 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 i uh yeah i i um i, I you know not not much else to say about it like i mean it was like you know the first two rounds were you know kind of close i mean i i think i had it you know i think i had alan winning both of them but um you know it wasn't like it kind of looked like the kind of fight that was probably going to go five rounds if it was a five rounder. But, you know, I, I was, I was kind of surprised that, you know, that he finished him, but um, I, and I kept hoping, you know, cause I had a little bit of money on Munoz too, <laughs> but, you know, I was kind of hoping that Munoz was going to pull it out every time they went to the ground and, and he was trying, but Allen was just, you know, overpowering him and, uh, you know, just kept moving positions and, you know, getting himself in position for for something. And, yeah, finally sucked, locked on that rear naked choke and finished it, uh, you know, 425 of, of the third. So, um, yeah, big, nice win for him. And uh, other than that, though, I mean, I mean, the, the rest of the card was it was it was good. It was fine, I guess. Like. <laughs> You know, uh, I the other one I think we should talk about, and then before we do our three stars, because uh, I think it was probably of most interest to most people was um, Tatiana Suarez returning, and man, she looked great. I mean, you know, I, I don't think she could have looked better after being off for two years or however long it's been. 
Oh, I mean, yeah, it's been four years almost. Four years? Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. 20, uh, 2019, you know, she, uh, June 2019 Chicago show where she beat uh, Car- Carla. I think she beat Carla Sparza. Uh, yeah. Uh, Nunez. Nunez. Carlo is in 2018. I got a record. Oh, oh yeah. Nina, I, I, no way I remember that. Yeah. Nina, <laughs> Nina Nunez. Yeah. 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 Nina Nunez. But uh, yeah, she, after that, she had that back injury and then she was supposed to come back in 2021 against Roxanne and then tore every ligament in her knee. So, yeah. so, and then turned here, but uh, yeah, just, um, you know, didn't seem to miss a beat. And Montana De La Rosa, we talked about last week, like, like, you know, was a good quality opponent for, for somebody to off of, coming off a four year layoff, I mean, De La Rosa was willing to go to the ground with Suarez. And Suarez is a is a pressure heavy wrestler with good submissions, but uh, yeah, she got the guillotine in the second round and just just wasn't letting go and got De La Rosa to tap and and Suarez was a uh, you know emotional after the. After the fight, she talked about how she wants to be more active. Said she's going back down to strawway, wants to fight Rose Namajunas. I mean, you know, that's uh, she's everybody's been hyping her, myself included, for a long time as a future UFC champion, and she looked every bit like like one. And her her at strawway, if she fights Wei Li, that's a hell of a matchup right there. And I think Rose is a good matchup for her um, because, you know, I think if if she can get Rose to the ground, like it's I don't think Rose is going to be able to defend her, uh, her grappling and her wrestling. So um, I I don't know if she it'd be tough to submit Rose, but um, I think she'd dominate her anyways. So um, that's 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 a fight I'd kind of like to see. Um, all right, uh, let's uh, let's do our three stars. And uh, I, I remember I let you go first last week. So uh, my first one is going to be a guy that I didn't really give much credit to, and I don't really know why. Probably because he lost to Patty Pimblett in his last fight, and or one of his last fights. And uh, and you know, Pimblett hasn't looked great since then. But uh, Jordan Levitt, um, he uh, knocked out Victor Martinez in two minutes and thirty three seconds. Um, Really, really strong performance. And Martinez is, you know, he's a veteran. He's been around, like, you know, he did the Contender Series and Combat to Global. And Jordan Levitt just kind of walked through him. And, yeah, he's 11-2 and two now and uh, looking really good. Um, second uh, star, Joe Selecki um, submitted uh, Carl Deaton in at the five seconds left in the third round. And another guy that looked, like, really, really good. Um if I if I'm remembering right, I think he even did like a really good promo. Some of these early fights, sometimes I have a hard time remembering. But um, second straight second straight win in the UFC for uh, Joe Selecki. and uh, and then uh, my third guy is uh, has to be Mike Malott, um, and uh, submitted Johan Lanis. And uh, the two guys, they, you know, kind of embraced after, you know, a couple Canadians. Malat didn't really want to fight a Canadian, he said. And, and I think they've trained before in the past. But, uh, you know, they, they had to fight each other. And Malat, like, 9-1 and one now. And, you know, he's old, like, for, you know, that experience level. But he's really experienced. Like, he's been a coach for a long time with Team Alpha Male. And uh, he um, he's a guy to keep an eye out for, I think. Uh, because, again, you know, he's, like, old in age but not in fight years so um and again like i'm never gonna you know i'm always gonna keep an eye on my canadian so um yeah i uh i i, th- I thought uh yeah so those are my three anyways malat levitt and uh Selecki. okay my first one 
kind of a cheater because we talked about it already, but Tatiana Suarez. Oh, yeah. Is number one. Number, one. Uh, number two, Trevor Peak. Just, mm-hmm. just and absolutely just beating of Eric Gonzalez. Like, like he was constantly rocking Gonzalez. And Gonzalez got four takedowns during the fight, but it was each a situation where Peak would rock him and Gonzalez would be on wobbly legs and he would just get a quick takedown, but then they'd get right back up. And then there was a repeat there until after the last one. And then uh, Peak rocked Gonzalez again. Uh, Gonzalez got dropped, was able to get up, and then he just kept throwing punches. Like, Kerry Hatley, we know, you know who Kerry <laughs> Hatley is. You know that he let this go on. Go on yeah. way too long. Uh, and Peak dropped uh, Gonzalez one more time with about five seconds to go, and you would think that would be enough to stop it, but no. You know, a second knockdown within thirty seconds of each other, but no. Kerry Halley just kept it going, kept it going, and like he literally stopped the fight almost as the horn was sounding. Sounding. Did you have your ten eight ready to go? Yeah, yeah, I was a ten. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I mean, like he let Eric Gonzalez take too much damage. Yeah, that, which yeah, is. Absolutely. Which is yeah, if you've ever par seen for the Carrie, course for Carrie par for the course for a Kerry Hatley every fight, but Trevor Peak just looked impressive, and he he cut a good post fight, post fight, post post fight promo. You know he he's definitely got so got uh, a name to look out for in the future. And my third star, I'm gonna go with Jasmine Jasuda Vicious. Yeah, uh, just you know she she had a little trouble on the feet throughout the fight with Gabriela Fernandez. But the big difference was Jasuda Vicious was able to get the takedowns. The second round in particular looked like she just absolutely dominated that. that I, I, just, I thought it should have been a 10-8. But. It was a 10-8 round. Yeah. So, um, But, yeah, just uh, came close to finishing it. Finishing it, got the crucifix position, was just laying in punches and, and elbows. But, uh, yeah, it's just very impressive showing. showing you know, she didn't get the finish, but – you know, it's about as dominant of a performance that getting the finish as you can get there. Yeah. Uh, good night for the Canadians, um, you know, uh, with it, getting those big wins. First Canadian UFC win since September. Wow. And and we've had a lot. <laughs> I remember that one show, I think, where there was like four or five of them. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, take us through the rest of this card, Ryan. Okay. So, of course, last week when we recorded, there were 13 fights, but it ended up with, yeah. only, with only 10 because we had three fights fall apart, fall apart during the week, during the week. But uh, it started off with a lightweight fight. Nurulo Aliyev, a majority decision over Rafael Alves, 29-27, 29-27, 28-28. If you're wondering about the scorecards, there was a moment in the first round where Aliyev was on top and Alves was trying to push his push yeah. his head off to, to force a scramble. Yeah, and Alves's, Alves's finger went in Aliyev's mouth and Aliyev bit him. And Did he? That's what they claim. He, I know, Alves, but I Alves claimed it. Claimed yeah. it. Uh, Mark Smith called a timeout. Ali have claimed that he was getting fish hooked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a mark on Al- Alves's finger. Yeah, you know, th- there was no. Uh, they showed replays, but there was nothing like really definitive that you could tell that 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 it happened. I was happened, surprised so. that they took a point, honestly. And and my yeah. thinking was like either. I almost thought like either it's no foul or like you could almost DQ somebody for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you know, if you really, very... if there was evidence of a bite, like if they yeah. saw it on camera, I think the guy's DQ'd. Well, yeah, I think I think so too. But I think yeah, I think the fact there wasn't evidence, but you you really kind of need to take a point in that situation. You know, yeah. even if if you're not a hundred percent sure, because 
if he actually did bite him, you know, that's gonna that'll send a bad message if you don't at least take a point away. I, I guess but, it ended up not mattering anyways. I was surprised that anybody gave uh, Alves a round, but I could see. I think the third, maybe, possibly, yeah, possibly. But uh, did you see that clip that Dana White posted of of a uh, Aliyev? I think he's the first fighter from Tajikistan or yeah. Uh, to fight in the UFC, and there was a crowd in a stadium, stadium yeah. like watching it on a big screen in the in that country, and they were just going crazy, crazy. Yeah, like they, it was. Is it full, Felder interviewed him or somebody? Yeah. yeah, and they mentioned that to him, and he yeah. was like super happy. And he was he was he cut a promo in English or broken English, but um, you know, and he was so happy and and excited to get a win, and the first guy from his country, and said he's been dreaming of this for years and he was practically in tears it was yeah. it was really nice yeah and uh after that we had another lightweight fight joe selecki uh submitting carl deaton uh second round through an air choke that you talk about then we had a fun uh catchweight fight oday yep. osborne split decision over charles johnson 229 to 28 scorecards and a 29 28 for johnson i thought i, I thought it, it was definitely even going into the third and it was even on all three scorecards and i thought osborne pulled it out with scrappling his grappling was better better in the third uh johnson did land more strikes in the first and the third third or i mean or in the second and the third third uh with i mean it was a close fight you could have gone uh, either way i don't thought osborne won it but very good fight and uh kudos to johnson too because he stepped up on like 10 days notice yeah for that fight so and he he put on a good showing despite losing all right then we had a uh, jordan jordan levitt over victor martinez first round tko that she talked about and then the women's flyweight fight i talked about jasmine jesuda vicious over gabriel fernandez unanimous decision 30 26 across the board and then the prelims ended with trevor peak knocking out eric gonzalez uh with one second to go in the first round then our four fight main card we've talked about most of it but kicked off with mike malott arm triangle submission over johan lanise in the first round then tatiana Suarez. Guillotine choke submission second round over Montana De La Rosa. Then we had our UFC Apex Invitational Special, <laughs> the the uh, the heavyweights Augusta Sakai uh, unanimous decision over Dontel Mays thirty twenty seven across the board. Awful fight, no need to talk about it. Nope. And then uh, and then the main event Brendan Allen your naked choke submission third round over Andre Muniz. And that was that. And uh, as you uh, pointed out to me. Um, and it's kind of frustrating, you know, because we've had some shows with like great crowds and where UFC's made a lot of money. And here at the Apex, with no crowd and no, yeah, a little bit of a gate, um, not much. Um, we got six. One performance bonus was probably bigger than the gate. Yeah, we got six performance bonuses. Uh, they gave a performance bonus for everyone that got a finish. So Brendan Allen, Tatiana Suarez, Mike Malat, Trevor Peak, Jordan Levitt, and Joe Selecki yeah. all got 50K. <laughs> Yeah, which a, they should do every week, but yeah, they should do it every week as we talk about it. Yeah, but they give 300k in bonuses on a gate on a show that maybe did 10,000 gate, but a six million dollar gate, and they can only give away 200,000 bonuses. Yeah, it make it make sense. That's okay because they got like 13 million dollars from ESPN for this show. So, um, if you work it out, yeah, um, yeah, so that was the UFC, and actually. I'm looking at our, our format. Did I did I mess up? Should we have? Done oh, that's okay. We can do we can yeah. do Bell Tour now. Yeah. So there was also a Bell Tour show, and um, I uh, I I watched the prelims, and I'll tell you, like I what I do when I'm watching the Bell Tour prelims is I'll skip through, like I'll skip a fight if I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not familiar with either of the two fighters that are in the fight. So as it turned out, 
every fight that I skipped were the ones I had the finishes and the ones that I watched all the way through, which was a lot. There were 13 fights on these Bellator prelims. And I think I watched eight of them and they all went the distance and seven of them were boring as hell. Um, the only good one was, um, and it was a great fight actually, uh, Richie Smolin and uh, Piotr Nidzlecki, I think is how it's pronounced, Nidzlecki. Um, that fight was great because Smolin was probably got a best, better reaction than anybody else in the prelims. He's from Ireland, and there's a lot of Irish fighters on this card, but he, for whatever reason, was this guy. Like you look at him, and and he just looks like a fighter. He looked like he just finished fighting, like you know when the fight started, and he was getting killed in the first round. And uh, Nietzsche was going for a, a guillotine. And he basically burnt his arms out. And uh, by the end of the round, like he he had the guillotine on for like two minutes. And then Smolin came back in the second. And then uh, you know, and and he had him in mount for a while. And he was he was ground and pounding him. And going into the third, it was even. And Smolin had all the momentum. But then Nadezhetsky took over and took him down right away. Tried for another guillotine, and it was basically almost like a repeat of the first, except. Uh, about a minute left small and ended up on top and just was pounding him. And he ended up getting the decision win and uh split decision win, but it was, uh, it was a good fight, like a really good fight, but the rest of it was, it was garbage. Um, yeah. Like, you know, and you, you know, I, I don't even really not even any point in going over who won and everything, but um, Mike Shipman was, you know, got a, in the, one of the featured premiums got a win and Carl Moore, who's like jacked, like, you wouldn't believe um got a i thought a gift decision over uh, Masias rosansky i i had it for Ms. rosansky 29 28 and i it could have been 30 27 and i thought and he got more got it 29 28 but um i didn't watch any of the main card because i spent i think three hours watching those prelims <laughs> so um did you watch any of it i have not seen any of it no no okay. i was busy friday no that's okay well and this was saturday right wasn't it? Oh, well, I was, yeah, it was yeah, Saturday. Saturday. Saturday morning. Saturday, I, was, I was busy Saturday morning, too. Yeah. Too, but Yaroslav uh, uh, Amosov, uh, unanimous decision over Logan Storley in the um, in the in the main event, uh, retained the welterweight title, of course, coming back from uh, his um, fighting uh, for his country in the Ukraine. And uh, that was his second straight decision, although this one was more dominant. Um, but yeah, story him and story, they'll probably end up with another fight down the road. I would think, um, you know, story picks up yeah. another, a few more wins. Yeah. But, yeah. Maybe. I mean, uh, uh, Amosov's two and oh against them now. So yeah, but two decisions and you know, who knows? And it's not like, you know, Bellator doesn't mind doing rematches, but yeah, um, but uh, very impressive for Amosov considering, you know, he was basically just came out of fighting, a, fighting a war. To, yeah, to straight into a training camp, training camp, and they they gave a lot of attention, a lot of attention to to him, which was very good, a very good thing. So yeah, yeah, they they sent out a nice little hype video for him uh, earlier in the week. Uh, I think it was Tuesday, like after we had recorded. Um, Jeremy Kennedy, Canadian, uh, got a decision over Pedro Carvalho in the co-main, and the other winners on the main card: Bryce Logan and a couple Irish fighters, Sinead Kavanaugh. And uh, Syrian Clark, who's now seven and zero, so I he'll probably be somebody that they put into a title fight way before he's ready on one of these Bellator doublet shows. Would be my guess. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that was Bellator. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, I think they so I think they're back in a couple weeks uh, for that um, starting the lightweight tournament with uh, Benson Henderson in um, 
in the main Us- event. Of- yeah, Usman, Usman Nurmagomedov, yeah. Yeah, he's not going to win. Um, Benson, I mean. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were they were pumping that. I want to say, though, the prelims, um, it was really weird. They had these two European commentators on for most of the prelim fights. Um, yeah. John McCarthy and whoever the other guy was, I didn't, I don't, I seen him before, but it was, I guess it was Sean Grande. Um, I didn't really realize it. But um, the they came on for the last two prelims. But the other two guys, it was really weird. It was almost came off like one of those, like, eddie hearn boxing shows like it was it it just felt like completely different like and and it moved like not like most bellator shows like they just went fight 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 like i kind of liked it um i main card probably wasn't like that but the prelims were okay other than the fact that the fight sucked um and then you had other stuff so what what other stuff did you want to recap basically basically the one show with john lineker oh yeah 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 the one show right yeah, I didn't. I mean, I didn't. I didn't watch it, but John Lineker and uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Fabricio De Andrade, they uh, fought it. The one show that was on Amazon this past week, past weekend, yeah. uh, that was on Friday. It was on Friday. Uh, just but, uh, pulling up. God, that was so long ago. It's like it's like four pages back on uh, Topology. <laughs> Five pages yeah, back. There, there's a I, lot of shows. I just looked at. I mean, but uh, yeah, it was a uh, Fabricio Andrade uh, won won uh, TKO at the end of the fourth round retirement from a uh, I didn't see it, but from what I read about it, I did read about it. Uh, Andrade would just beat the crap out of him like the entire fight. And Lineker and was just never a, wants just to one-sided, quit, so one sided, yeah. But at least Looks Lineker like made it. weight this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least. Um... And uh, I assume it was a so his corner retired probably is what yeah. it looks like yeah 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 um, and then uh, I think they're back soon too um, they uh, let me just pull up their schedule here uh, they're oh they're, they're back in May for that uh, Demetrius Johnson fight in uh, yeah. Broomfield yeah so yeah that's the big, next one or no uh, sorry no they're back in uh, March sorry I'm looking at this wrong uh, two two more fights in um, in Southeast Asia before they come to the uh, UK so. Yeah. Yeah, Bueller. I think yeah. former um, UFC fighter, right? Yeah, Arjun, Arjun Bueller. Bueller. Yeah. yeah, he's fighting in the main event of the next show. So, and uh, Siohi Ham as well on that card. Nice. So, yeah, um, and yeah, as we uh, as we mentioned, uh, the big show this weekend. I'll be there live um, uh, covering it for uh, you know along with you for the Wrestling Observer. Return to John Jones, um, and uh, he's fighting Cyril Gon, former interim champion. And uh, Jones first fight at heavyweight, and they are fighting for the vacant heavyweight championship. Uh, you know because uh, Francis Ngannou uh, could not come to terms with the UFC contract, so stripped of the title. And uh, this is not a interim. This is for the actual belt. And uh, I don't know. We're what five days away. Well, how are you feeling on this one? It's massive, in my opinion. It's a yeah. massive fight. Massive fight. I've I've had a lot of people asking me asking me about it. I think it's gonna I think it's gonna do big and uh not as big as John against Francis would would, mm-hmm. but uh I mean at least Cyril at least Cyril gone, he's kind of got a name and he's kinda of got an intimidating presence just when you kinda of like look at him. Look at him. But it's John Jones. I mean the most talented fighter we've ever seen, probably. You know. Yeah. You know, not a you I know, mean you, all things equal, like if you pretend that yeah. PEDs don't exist. Yeah, yeah. Pure talent. I'm yeah. talking pure pure talent. You know, is he the greatest of all time? 
I think so, but I mean, I know people are gonna are gonna have that asterisk, you know, with with the PEDs. But at the same time, you know, we never know about everybody, so it's kind of it's kind of one of those things. You know, I still, you know, we know about, you know, I still consider Barry Bonds the best baseball player of all time, all time, and you know, <laughs> I consider Roger Clemens the best pitcher. So yeah, yeah, I mean, and you can you can easily make the comparisons with John Jones with those two. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, but uh, maybe even more so with Clemens, honestly. Yeah, but uh, the funny thing is, like, if you watch the UFC Countdown show, it's just John Jones bringing in all these big heavyweights. It's like a heavyweight freight train just to get, just to get ready for Cyril Gone, Cyril Gone, and uh, Jones. He looks big. He, I don't know what he, I don't know what he's gonna weigh. Uh, I'm gonna take a take a rough shot, and I'm gonna say. 255 i was gonna say 258 so yeah we'll see i'm gonna say 255 in that range that range and gone usually comes in like 245 250 right yeah 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 i don't expect jones john to be less than 250 so and and uh, you know what's funny is these two like their styles are very similar yeah uh gone though his wrestling is is a question mark got taken down several times by francis and we know john is an outstanding incredible we just hardly ever see it hardly ever see it because and john self-admittedly he coasted yeah he 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 has admitted he has openly admitted that he did not feel challenged at light heavyweight and that he never took and that he didn't take a lot of it seriously serious that the only person he really took serious was daniel cormier Yeah, you know they're you know they're at the at the end, and uh, he claims to be taking it serious now. I mean, we know we know about all of his his personal life, his personal demons. Maybe everything that has happened has happened has changed him to where he's more more focused. He seems more focused and more driven by the by doing this. I think he's going to be motivated to try and get a finish. I think so too, and I think he will. Yeah, I could just see him. I could, I honestly see John Jones taking Cyril gone down several times, dominating him, and then submitting him in the third round. Yeah, maybe like a Kimura or some some sort of a choke. Yeah, something something like that. Yeah. I mean, now you know. Let's see if Gone is able to test Jim Jones. We, mm-hmm. you know, nobody's well, and that's the other thing. He's probably person. never has been. Well, it's probably in training, but you know, in a fight. He's never never been hit as hard as he's going to be hit here. Yeah, exactly. if he gets hit, if he gets hit. He's still John, even though he's moving up to heavyweight, he's still going to have a three and a half inch reach advantage. Yep, and we yep. know he knows how to use his length. Yeah, he's, absolutely he's brilliant. Yeah, he's poke, poke people in the eyes. Uh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and and John, John, he still has he still has Greg Jackson in his corner. Still yeah. has Brandon Gibson. You know, everybody makes that big deal about him not being at the main Jackson camp anymore. It's just the only thing is he's just not working with Mike Winkle, John, but everybody, but he still has his camp in there in uh, Albuquerque, Albuquerque. So uh, I wonder if Henry Cejudo will be in his corner. He talked about, he talked about that because, you know, he worked with Henry and, you know, and Henry, you know, I've said this on this show. If you listen to Henry Cejudo break down fighting and talk about fights, he is a mastermind. At, I think you at, said he's going to be a, a, a 
big, big, like a very yeah. successful coach someday if he wants yeah. to do that. Yes, if he the day he the day he decides to move into full time MMA coaching, coaching he's going to be very successful. You know, we we talk about Habib and all all that. Cejudo will be just as successful, and I and I will see. I do believe one day we will see a lot of guys, flock, a lot of fighters. We have already, but I, we'll see a lot more flocking to Arizona to work work with Cejudo. But uh, but yeah, but uh, you know, I'm super interested in this fight. Uh, I mean, you know, yeah, for me, love. it's I'm more, you know, I, I you know, I, I, I'm going to be there live, so you know, to see John Jones fight live is yeah. special, number one. But even if I was just watching on pay per view, like I'm, you know, just John. For me, it's one sided. Like I've seen gone. Yeah. I know what he is and, and he's very good. He's one of the best, you know, probably one of the yeah. three or four best heavyweights in the world, but John Jones is special. It's just, it's, it's watching, you know, smart watching Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, Barry, Barry Bonds, Barry every Bonds. Time. Yeah. Barry Bonds, every time he came up to play from, yep. from 2001 until 2005, whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. But this card is not just that fight. Like this no, is a loaded card. I forgot that Bo Nickel is on the card, and, and we'll get to him in a bit. But um, the co-main event is, uh, you know, val- maybe the female uh, gr- greatest right now. You know, probably is, you know, uh, pound for pound for sure. Um, Valentina Shevchenko and uh, Alexa Grasso in the uh, in the co-main for the UFC flyweight title. Um, I don't think I, – I haven't seen – I haven't looked at the odds. I could look right now, but I'm going to guess so, Valentina is a pr- pretty heavy favorite. I think I, when I looked last night, when I was posting the thread on the F4W board, uh, she, she, uh, I used the DraftKings odds. She was at uh, minus fourteen hundred. Okay, so she's I, uh, topology is listening at minus six twenty five. Fourteen hundred sounds more accurate, um, you know. And and uh, honestly, like I, I, there's no value in betting for her, but. Um, you know, and and but I mean, I think she's pretty safe to to win. I think the key oh, is wait, whether. Never mind. No, never mind. It's minus six hundred. Oh, okay. minus fourteen hundred is Bo Nickel. Minus. 600. Oh yeah. Oh, I was Bo looking Nickel's at. Gonna, I was Bo looking Nickel. at it wrong here because I have. And she's minus six fifty at BetMGM. I think I'll do a. Uh, I think I might do do a little parlay when I when I'm in Vegas there. Uh, Nickel and Valentina and maybe somebody else. But um, yeah, the uh, okay. So yeah, six six twenty five sounds about right. Um, you know, and, and Alex Grass was plus 450. I mean, you know, she got a chance. I mean, we've seen Valentina have trouble with, you know, people that we think she's going to beat. Um, she, you know, she, some people thought she lost to her last fight and she might have if they hadn't had that accidental headbutt um, against Talia Santos. Um, and, but, you know, Alexa Grasso feels like, you know, she's just kind of there. Um, you know, a nice run, four in a row. Uh, but I don't think anybody's really given her much of a chance here. Yeah. I like Grasso a whole lot, and uh, I think in a non-Shevchenko division, she could be champion. But I just yeah. I don't see her having any tools to beat Shevchenko, unless you know Shevchenko is just is starting to diminish, which we haven't really seen signs of. She hasn't been as active lately as she has been. That's a bit. That's a big thing. She only fought once last year, last year, and you know, and she's. She's only had two fights in the last eighteen months, which you know she was she was somebody who was fighting four times a year, year even yeah. as champion. You know she was constantly. It felt like every like three or four months we had a Valentina Shevchenko title defense, but uh, but yeah, she hasn't been as super active. Uh, hopefully, you know nothing's happened to where to where she's had a quick fall off. I mean, I mean we saw her vulnerable against Santos, and mm-hmm. 
You know, I don't know that. I don't know that Gross is going to trouble her, but you know, stranger things have happened in this sport. Uh, you know, can't can't take it out of the realm of possibility. But uh, I still think Shevchenko kind of you know outworks her on the feet and then gets her down and you know submits her crown and pound her one sided decision or just decides oh you know what I'm just gonna yeah I'm just I'm just gonna you know keep my distance and 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 you know just get a decision win you know I could see her trying to do that too as she has done before um the funny thing is is like she feels like she's been champion forever and she you'd almost think that she's cleaned out the division but there's some interesting contenders coming up you know like Aaron Blanchfield Manon Firo Casey O'Neill down the road so um you know like it's it's not like she has to move divisions like she could you know she could be you know she could be defending this title for another couple of years yeah yeah so um, but yeah, two title fights. They always kind of want to have two title fights, um, you know, on the, on these pay-per-views. Although I don't think if you were ever going to have a show that only had one, this would be the one. Um, although I guess, you know, you want to make sure that nothing happens with that fight. And then at least you still have a title fight in the co-main. But. Yeah, and, uh, on the, on the main event in the case, in case anything does happen, they've yeah. got Sir Pavlovich in town as a backup oh. fight. Okay, cool. So he'll do the weigh-in and everything? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully that doesn't happen, and hopefully, if it does happen, it's not John who yeah. goes down. Otherwise, this this we, show. I mean, we've seen yeah. we've seen we've seen John pulled out uh, yeah. pulled out of fight storm fight week because of drug test. But granted, that one that he was pulled out of under under the new procedures and the new picogram thing, he would have never been pulled out of that fight. So there's been twice when I've been somewhere on the road. When Jones and I think I was, you were there with me both times. I know for sure you were with me at one. I don't know about the other one, but where something's happened with a John Jones fight during fight week. One time was in was Dallas. UFC, was UFC 200? Yeah, UFC 200. We were there, right? And yeah. were you there? No, uh, oh, no, no. Okay, well, I was there. Yeah, I was credentialed for uh, not the not the main card, but the other two cards that week. Mm-hmm. But we were in Dallas for WrestleMania, and and. He was he was pulled out of a fight that same week, right? I'm I'm almost positive because I remember you getting texts while we were in the hotel bar about it. Uh, Either that or he got suspended that week or something. There was something going on with John Jones. Let me me look real quick. I I don't quite remember this off the top of my head. Okay. Well, while you're looking, I'll uh, I'll uh, mention um, the uh, the other fight on the card that I think you know on the main card. And there's there's five obviously, but the other one is Bo Nickel. And uh, Jamie Pickett, Bo Nickel will be making his UFC uh, debut. Oh, no, no. Okay, I remember that. The WrestleMania down here was in 2016, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was supposed to fight Cormier at UFC 97 on April 1st. Uh, Cormier pulled out of the fight. And oh, okay, right. So that was, was literally, yeah, it was fight week. It was literally like a couple days before the fight. Because it was, the it, WrestleMania well, it was a couple- would have been... It was a couple of weeks before the fight. It was April first, first, and the fight was April twenty third. Oh, okay, okay, okay. The April first okay. would have been April first. The day he pulled out. Okay, sorry, I thought yeah. you were saying April first yeah. was the day of the fight. Okay. No, April first. Okay, yeah, I just, I just for some reason that popped into my head when we were talking about John Jones. Um, but yeah, Bo Nickel, uh, after two quick contender series wins, is making his UFC debut. This was originally supposed to happen at Madison Square Garden. Um, he had to pull out to injury, so it's happening now against Jamie. No, it's supposed, it supposed to happen in December in Vegas. 
or December in Vegas. Why was I thinking Madison Square Garden? I don't know. I think I've made that mistake before on this show. Uh, Jamie Pickett, hand-picked opponent. <laughs> um, you know, he's uh, he's been finished in his last two fights, and uh, it's a perfect guy. You know, he's got a good record, so uh, kind of half-decent record, I guess, 13-8. and eight. But, you know, he's been around for a little while, so Bo Nickel's getting a name. He's on the main card in his first UFC fight, which is pretty rare to happen on a UFC pay-per-view, but um, obviously there's – Big plans for Bo Nickel. Yeah. Um, there, yeah. There is massive plans for Bo Nickel. Yeah. Deservedly is, deservedly so if he should yeah. if he if he's the fighter that he has been during the three during his three uh first three professional fights. Yeah, he's gonna be fighting for a title by the end of twenty twenty four. In ten years, if we're still doing this show, um, I'll be talking about Bo Nickel, and I'll be saying, "Oh, I don't know if I've ever seen him fight." And then you're going to tell me that you saw him fight on the undercard of that John Jones fight. <laughs> you saw his debut, UFC debut. Yeah, because I'll have forgotten by then. But uh, you'll you'll, you'll forget a year from now. I'll forget by next week, probably. Um, but I'm going to yeah, give so, you more credit than that. I know, no. I, you know what? I have a feeling that I'm going to remember. You know, and he'll probably cut a great promo too. And, um, you know, and then he'll probably have something nice to say at the press conference and we'll probably set up his next fight at the press conference, honestly. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so, I mean, and, and, you know, and, and we've got a couple more and, um, uh, but, uh, we, you know, these prelims are loaded. So why don't we, why don't you do your three fights to look out for? And I mean, we could probably do seven. Yeah. Well, one of them was going to be nickel Pickett, but that's okay. But I, I got plenty of them. Uh, number one, Main card fight, welterweight, Jeff Neal against Shavkat Rachmanov. <laughs> this is, I have a feeling this is going to be really, really fun. Uh, Rachmanov right now is a minus 500 favorite. I think wow. that's a little, little too steep right now. Jeff Neal has knockout power, and he's got very underrated takedown defense. Rachmanov is going to be looking to take Neal down. Neil down, but uh, Rachmanov is also pretty explosive on the ground. I mean, I understand why you know these guys sixteen and zero with sixteen finishes. <laughs> so, so doesn't uh, get much better than that. Doesn't get much better than that. I think this one's going to be fireworks. And yeah, we've kind of we've been. This is a fight we've been. Everybody has kind of. It was supposed to happen in January. Everybody's kind of been anticipating it, and uh, yeah. That's a beautiful fight. I see people on Twitter always calling him Rekmanov because he wrecks people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another one, uh, another one on the main card. My three five swatch is the fifth main card fight. Fight uh, uh, lightweight fight. Matus Gamro against Jalen Turner. It was originally supposed to be Jalen Turner against against Dan Hooker, but Dan Hooker broke his hand. Very rarely do you have have a. Um, a top ten fighter step up on a week on two weeks' notice to fight another ranked opponent. Very, but here, but Gamro, he's trying to bounce back from that loss to Benil Darius and keep himself in the title mix, and he just stepped up. And this is a tougher fight for Turner than Dan Hooker was. It's going to show a lot for yeah. Jalen Turner, Jalen Turner. But uh, that's wasn't Gamro like complaining about the decision and was going to retire? Or is that somebody else? No, that was. Piotr Jan, uh, oh, no. Zuma Gulov. It was Zuma Gulov I was thinking of. Okay, my yeah, bad. Sorry, yeah. sorry. No, Gamro, he, he, it was a good fight, but, I mean, Darius definitely won that fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gamro was not complaining about that. No, it was it was, it was good Zuma Gulov. I, I just yeah, forgot. Yeah. yeah. And my third one, I'm going to go with a prelim fight, middleweight fight. Derek Brunson against Dracus oh, yeah. Duplessis. 
That's another big fight. I mean, Brunson hasn't fought since that Jared Cannonier loss a year ago. He had topic. He had talked about uh, you know, having one more fight being done, but he changed his mind over over the course of the last year. Signed a new UFC deal first, and uh, remotivated. You know, after having that long layoff, but uh, he's got a good fight. Good fight. Duplessis has been very impressive. Uh, Twenty and two. 22, he's a 4 0 in the UFC, coming off the submission win over Darren Till. Uh, always tells people to to remember his name and wants to yeah. be the first fighter to headline a card in South Africa. But uh it's it's a big test for both these guys. We're gonna we're gonna see if Dude Play C is a legitimate title contender, and then we're gonna see if Brunson has anything left to keep himself in that mix in this one. A very pivotal fight for both men. Okay. Uh, I didn't uh, I didn't get a chance to do my uh, ROI stuff today because it was a really busy day at work, but I'm going to give you three fights as well. So my first one um, is going to be Cameron Samen and Mana Martinez. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to this one. Uh, Cameron Samen's the guy that uh, won on the Contender Series on his 21st birthday and uh, you know, his USC debut um, late last year. And uh, he is uh, coming in here for his, for, uh, you know, in Vegas against Mana Martinez, who's, you know, another tough, you know, young guy, um, you know, 26, and uh, you know, and he's he's pretty good. So this this is gonna be fun. Um, my second one is uh, Ian Gary, uh, who I believe when we did our welterweight picks, when we were doing that fantasy draft, didn't I pick him? Yep. I want to say I did, yeah. Yep. And uh, he's on a crazy roll. You know, he's well, he's ten and zero in his career. He's won his first three UFC fights, won two fights last year, and uh, he is. Uh, it's probably the biggest fight for him going up against Keenan Song, who is. Uh, you know, I, you always see him. You know, on the you know, he's a Chinese fighter, um, and uh, you know, he's coming off a loss, but you know, he's got knockout power like crazy, and uh, this this is going to be fun. My third one, you know what it's going to be. Um, and I'm making a prediction that the winner of this fight is going to challenge Bo Nickel. Um, and, uh, it's Julian Marquez and Marc-Andre Barrio, of course, <laughs> you know, and, uh, I, I think this fight's going to be fun. I think Barrio is going to submit him and Barrio is going to call out Bo Nickel. I'm, I, I put money on it. <laughs> like that that's going to happen so i'm i'm super jacked and i there's four more fights on here i could have done like yeah. and, and you'll go through these fights but um i'm really and it's not just because i'm going to be there like this is a really good card yep am yep. i right, right about that call out that's happening right you, now that you mentioned i go like it, it would not surprise <laughs> me either one of them and that's either a good fight too right that would be you know i whoever wins that fight it's logical I don't know if it's a if it's too big of a step up. Uh, assuming yeah. assuming Bo Nickel gets by Jamie Pickett, Pickett, we have to assume that. But uh, I don't know if either one of those is too too big of a step up. But uh, it where you it do would the not ranking, surprise me. Where yeah. would you put those guys? Like twenty five to thirty, like in in that range, or Barry's I'd a little have, higher than that, right? I I'd have to see how many fighters are at middleweight and who's there. Maybe. Maybe the 25, 30 range, maybe. Yeah, there, that's maybe, kind of what I'm thinking. I, I put 30, Barrio maybe 30, a little bit higher. Yeah, I maybe put Barrio 30, a little higher. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, but, I'd have to see. See, yeah. I, I, you know. Sometimes. Well, if it happens, you heard it here first. Yeah, no, and like I said, it would not surprise me at all. So. Yeah, because everybody wants Bo Nickel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be the most called out guy at middleweight for a long time. 
Yeah. All right. Take us through the rest of this card. Okay. So it kicks off at a five 30 Eastern time, four 30 central time, two 30 in Vegas, uh, 14 fights total. (laughs) What are you laughing at? I don't want to get, I don't want to be, I don't want to spend half the day. Anyways, gambling. You chose chose to go. I know. I know. I know. I'm just kidding. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. You just, Hey, look at the bright side. Look at the bright side. You're not paying extraordinary, uh ticket fees that everybody else exactly has. yeah no no it's, it's all good it's all good so but anyway yeah lightweight fight kicks off a lightweight fight esteban rebovics against loik radzabov both guys making their ufc debut radzabov was uh one of the guys who's who was uh brought out for ultimate fighter who uh ultimately uh did not make the show uh was one of the you know there's there were several guys who were who were out there who they sent home and he was one of them but Dana White, as we'll talk about a little bit later yeah, the news. On, on the cast, uh, Dana said those of those people who were sent home, sent home, uh, he promised that he'd find them fights in the UFC. UFC, it kind of sounded like there was a little, you know, controversy about some of these guys going home, going home. You know, I know was, Kenny Cross was one of those guys and he signed with Bellator like immediately after getting sent home but uh, we'll get more into that later but yeah you know that kicks off kicks off then we have a bantamweight fight damone blackshear against freed basarat then we have a women's strawweight fight jessica benet against tabitha ricci bantamweight fight cameron simon against Amanda martinez and then kicking off and then finishes off the early prelims welterweights ian gary against song Kanan. then our four uh main prelims are going to be on espn news this week oh. as well ESPN Plus, uh, middleweight fight Julian Marquez against Mark Andre Barrio, women's flyweight fight Vivian Arujo against Amanda Ibas. That's a that's a pretty big fight at flyweight. Yeah. Uh, then we have middleweights Derek Brunson against Dracus to play C, and then bantamweights featured prelim uh, Cody Garbrandt back at bantamweight trying to end yeah. his losing skid, uh, fighting Trevin Jones. Uh, Jones. If he can't beat fight. Trevin Jones, he's got um, he's never, done. Yeah. <laughs> if, if he can't beat Trevin Jones, Trevin. Jones, and if he gets knocked out by Trevin Jones, yeah, I, I don't see any anyway. Cody keep, can keep going. No. And then the main card, which we pretty much touched on every fight, but uh, kicks off middleweights Bo Nickel against Jamie Pickett, then Matus Gamero against Jalen Turner, then Jeff Neal against Shavkat Rachmanov, then women's flyweight champion Valentina Shevchenko defending against Alexa Grasso, and then we will crown a brand new. UFC heavyweight champion John Jones against Cyril Gaon. Stipe Miocic, we'll talk about him later. Uh, we uh, And then Jones, he's already trying to go to Francis back to the UFC, which, uh, which you know, we'll see if it works. Well, depending on how well this show does, um, that may be more incentive to, you know, to pay in Ghana a little bit more like I mean, obviously they can afford to but if they see this as like a super big I mean, fight they already offered him 10 million dollars i mean yeah he's probably not no. gonna get much better he that, said right? no because he wanted health insurance i mean he ain't getting health <laughs> he ain't getting health insurance in, in bellator or pfl or anything no no he can yeah he can see if jake paul will give him health insurance um, you think scott coker <laughs> scott coker's gonna be able to pay him 10 million dollars the company that's maybe maybe Scott'll maybe Scott'll put him on his own personal Red Cross uh, or Blue Cross. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, fourteen fights um, and uh, kicking off at uh, five thirty Eastern. So it's an hour earlier than or a half hour earlier than the pay per views usually. It could up. start at five. It's just still yeah. the, on ESPN.com. It's still listed as yeah. a, 
as a is listed as a that's, that's assuming all the fights go through too right so yeah um, yeah of course yeah yeah so hopefully they do um and yeah so uh that is the ufc show and uh that is going to be a big one and uh ryan and ryan and i'll be all over it and uh you can uh you can check us out and if you haven't already actually i, I usually i should have talked about this at the beginning but if you haven't already check out the uh very popular fight game media discord uh i won't get too much into it but uh you can you can talk to ryan and i and other other members of the fight game team in there and uh we have threads for ufc specifically and mma and uh different show threads and everything so um uh, but uh, you can also you know the fight game kind of move the fight game media facebook group over to fight dynasty so you know if you're still on facebook you can you can check out that as well but um, and uh, as well, just thank you all again for supporting this uh, feed and uh, and make sure to subscribe and leave a five star review because it really helps out the group. Um, all right. Speaking of UFC 285, we have our in the clinch question of the week. And uh, you're in charge of picking John Jones walkout song for his bigger churn. What do you choose? I have two answers. So and I, I guarantee you, you didn't pick either one of them. So I'll let you go first. <laughs> So I mean, he was uh he was asking this on Twitter. Uh, oh last, really? Last week, last week, and I was thinking, and I'm not necessarily picking the song because of the because of the song, even though I like the song. It's more so the lyrics, lyrics, and I'm gonna actually I should pull those up real quick. It'll, it'll be more impactful, impactful uh, with it. That'll give me time to with it. Uh, the my, the lyrics for my two songs. Yeah. Uh, okay. So my idea was granted the uh, the dreaded Eminem curse, but uh, without me by Eminem because oh. the whole guess who's back, yeah. Yeah, guess yeah, who's yeah, back, yeah. back again, and and basically, basically, you know, talking about the lyrics are basically saying saying you know it's it's felt so empty without me because you know kind of you know. You know, it, you know, because it feels so empty without me. Because yeah. it's, it's felt like the last three years has felt empty without a John Jones fight. So that's a that's kind of why I had uh, had an idea. He likes to do a medley of songs, so okay. kind of throw this throw that in a little bit. But uh, that was kind of my idea. Was okay. Uh, so I have two. One is kind of a joke, yeah. uh, but it was the first one that came to my mind. Um, bitches back by Elton John. Yeah, <laughs> he's not going to use that. Yeah, but. This one, he honestly should use because you gave me the idea of of you know reading out the lyrics, and I just thought of like the opening line of the song is perfect. But the if you actually read the lyrics of the song, it's even better, and it's Eric Bischoff's old theme song, "I'm Back," and uh, the lyrics goes, "I'm back and better than ever. Got a knack for making things better. Face facts, your opinion don't matter. This maniac is gonna step on whoever." I'm back, get in line because I'm making some changes, kicking ass, taking names, screaming I'm so famous, burning down the dead wood, burning down time because it's the only way to so get your ass in line. Come on, dude. <laughs> that is perfect. I hope he uses it. I don't think he will, but I, I would love it if he did. I would pop so hard if if he comes out to Eric Bischoff's theme song. You lost me at Eric Bischoff cuz I don't care for that guy. I know, but the song is perfect. <laughs> the song is for I'm back and better than ever. 
got a knack for making things better. No, it was the first thing I thought of, honestly, when, uh, you know, when, when you said that. And, uh, and then I didn't even realize the lyrics because I just remember that, that, that first one. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. I, I think the odds are more likely that he's going to go with yours because, I mean, especially when you look at the lyrics. Did you look at any of the suggestions? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. His Twitter can get a little cluttered. Yeah. Um, all right. And uh, so our, our question of the week's out of the way and our, we have to talk about our other uh, weekly segment and uh, Jake Paul losing and the ramifications of that. So he lost, it wasn't Tyson Fury, right? Tommy Fury. <laughs> Is it his brother? Yeah. Okay. And I mean, we knew he's going to lose, right? Uh, he was the betting favorite, I think. Well, did you see the script that Scott Young posted? <laughs> yeah, that was with Jake Paul winning. Oh, I thought it was him losing. Okay, sorry, yeah. my bad, my bad. Um, I didn't read it close enough, I guess. Um, so, ha- yeah, so w- what do you think? What does, I mean, there's no way he's fighting Nate Diaz. I mean, I mean <laughs> okay, yeah, there's, I mean, Nate's already, Nate's already turned his attention to Logan Paul now. Trying to yeah, get Logan Paul's not going to fight. Yeah, yeah, I don't see that. I, I mean, he's, uh, does his WWE contract even allow him to do it? Oh, probably not. Does do he is he under WWE contract or is he just doing per date stuff? He, he, I mean, I don't know if it's a per date contract, but he's got a contract with them, okay with them. I don't know what the details of so it. So it's probably are. like Brock, where you yeah. know he he'd have to get permission. Yeah. So, uh, but but yeah, I mean the ramifications. I mean it. it I've always said that you know we know that the Jake Paul experiment is not going well, and I I've always thought like. Once he loses the fight, it's it's done. The gravy train in boxing is done for him. And Tommy Fury is not a big name, right? No. I mean, he's got a name because of his he's brother, name, but but he's not a he's not a he's not a good boxer. But, uh, yeah, you know, I know a lot of people said. I know uh, Joe Rogan said that Tommy Fury is going to beat Jake Paul, Jake Paul. But I mean, I, you know. Uh, that loss, I think it kills any any interest in any Jake Paul fights. You know, I think this one had a little more interest in the Anderson Silva one. Don't know what kind of numbers it'll do. It was on ESPN Plus pay per view, but it was also happening Sunday afternoon. Weird kind yeah, of time. Yeah, I kind of weird snuck kind of up time. on me. Like, yeah, because yeah. it was in England, time. right? Or no, yeah. Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Yes. Yeah. I mean, granted, you know, they could do fights in Saudi forever, ever, but uh, yeah, I, I mean. The immediate talk is a rematch, which I mean, if Jake Paul wants to do MMA and he's wanting to do a rematch with Tommy Fury, that's setting back his MMA ambitions back probably a whole nother year at least. Yeah. And uh, remember when uh, and Jake Paul have... signed? Remember when Jake Paul signed with PFL? And yeah, uh, some people, some people said, uh, "Oh, there should be a breaking news audio. This is history changing. This is the yeah. biggest thing to happen in the world of MMA in years." Like, it's like yeah. some people are dumb. Yeah, yeah, and, and I don't think <laughs> I think this kills any interest in him against Nate Diaz because the whole <laughs> idea, the whole idea was for Jake Paul not to lose, not to lose to before that fight, and he's lost. So it takes any luster out of that. I think this just. It just solidifies, you know, Nate will be back in the USC before we know it. 
probably yeah um yeah because yeah there's nothing i mean you may yeah yeah nobody's gonna pay him anything close to what ufc will at this point because even um like even you know whoever it is that's um bankrolling these these um these jake paul fights are they're not gonna pay you paid nate diaz like anything close to what he wants so yeah um all right the news uh there's a lot and you hinted at it earlier in the show, um, Stipe. What's going on with him? Yeah, Stipe will be at UFC 285 on oh, on cool. to uh, to I guess to challenge the winner. And uh, he does not go to many fights. So when yeah. he shows up to one, when he shows up to one, he's there. That means he's there for a reason. So uh, get pretty much yeah. put on the calendar. That's International Fight Week, July. He wants it in July, yeah. and yeah, you have that, to you have to assume that's what it's going to be. Unless, unless you know, the winner comes out with an injury, but um, you know, it'd have to be a pretty bad one for them to be not available by July. Yeah. Um, all right, Islam and Volkanovski. What's going on there? Rematch? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They both. Volkanovski definitely wants to rematch. Uh, Islam is talking about it. Dana White said they both need to fight one more time, and if they both win, then they'll think about doing the rematch. Obviously, Volkanovski against Yair Rodriguez. And then probably Islam. I'm going to say Dustin Poirier is going to be his next fight. Wait, that's funny because you say you have to fight one more time, but he's going to make Volkanovski go back, back, go back down to 145 to fight again in order to well, get another match at 155. Well, yeah, I mean you got to unify the titles. I mean, yeah, I guess, yeah. So yeah, so got to do that. Okay. All right, and uh, this tough cast news, and, and you okay. talked a little bit about it earlier, but yeah, we. I mean, we talked more about it last week about names. Uh, we we have a bunch of actual confirmed names because there were some videos. The, there were some uh, some of the fighters on this week's card. They were doing Instagram stories and stuff like that, and they happened to catch the uh, the cast walking through the apex. So oh. so you know somebody uh this guy his uh his twitter name is jay torres his twitter handle is at joey fights he did some deciphering and got the majority of the teams i don't think he got all the teams what it looks like is it's definitely ufc veterans against ufc newcomers and that uh chandler is coaching the veterans and connor is coaching the rookies as they say as they say as far as some of the names on the veterans teams Here's all the confirmed names based on the video evidence. Uh, Roosevelt Roberts. Oh, yeah. Kurt Holabaugh. Okay. Jason Knight. Uh, Austin Hubbard. Uh, Cody Gibson. Hunter Azur. And Brad Katona. Oh, Katona. Winnipeg one. Yeah. yeah so. so we talked about most of those names last week, but yeah. I think Katona's new. Yeah, Katona's new. Roberts is new. Holabaugh's new. And Katona, I guess, is moving up. Because uh, he, they're doing, he normally fights featherweight, right? Well, they're doing lightweights and bantamweights. He oh, was, so he's, I think he was won he bantamweight. Oh, okay. I think he won okay. bantamweight. When he was okay, sorry, my bad. I thought he was featherweight. Yeah. That's the, cool. Uh, I always thought main, he got a raw deal. He shouldn't have been cut when he did. Yeah, but. yeah. And of course, the names for Connors is you won't know necessarily any of them. So. Well, the funny thing is, is Katona uh, trained with Connor. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So that's that's interesting. Um, that he's on the other team. 
um, that could end up playing into the storylines of the so, show. Yeah. So there might be a few. Uh, obviously, the only the names we got, there was only six on each side, and I heard there was eight on each side total. So, so you, you, you remember uh, you remember Katona's interviews? He, yeah, he always. He sounded he, like he like Canadian, walked up the streets of Dublin. Yeah, Canadian, but he had, but he, you know, he's like the reverse. Uh, he's like a male version of Mackenzie Dern. Mackenzie yes. Dern is yes. surfer girl born born and raised in Arizona, but but talks like she's from Brazil. Yeah, Brazil. You know, Brad Katona, born born and raised in Canada, but spent some time in Ireland at SBG, and all of a sudden he's got an Irish accent. Yeah, it's like Brock Lesnar. Uh, you know, puts out a cowboy hat, and he's from uh, he's from Midland, Texas. Yeah, like Austin Austin Butler Butler. You yeah, know, you yeah. know, uh, plays Elvis in the movie. Now he can't stop talking like Elvis. <laughs> Sasha Plotnikov. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, Sasha Plotnikov was lives in Hong Kong, but he's. Born in America, America, and definitely sounds like he was born in the Midwest. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you can't judge a book by its cover. Uh, all right, best news of the week. <laughs> I'm so happy to see this. Power Slap will not be airing on pay per view because no pay per view carriers would would carry it. Yeah, I mean, so awesome. That's I mean that's what I'm assuming. I, obviously, obviously, like his television partner is. Warner Discovery, and they're not putting it on on Bleacher Report. No, Bleacher Report, and obviously ESPN isn't airing it. And the fact that I don't know, I don't know if he reached if they tried to make deals with other pay per view providers, but obviously it's not on anything. It's on the being aired on Rumble for those <laughs> few hundred people that are going to watch. Watch. Uh, I know Wade, our buddy Wade, was asking what Rumble is, and I knew I ruffled somebody's feather when I. Yeah, I, I said I what it answer. was by it's a MAGA YouTube. That's what it is. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, folks. It's a it's a you you know. Oh, I, I can guess whose feathers I, you ruffled. I don't. I don't want to <laughs> get political on the show. But I, know, I know. See, I know. If you have seen Rumble, it is a it is a YouTube for the hardcore Republicans. So, well, that's the market for this show. And, and and yeah, it's the market for this show. It's the you know, it's it's the people who it's those people are the ones who are talking about the about this on a weekly basis. You I'm know, surprised the people Trump that isn't putting fight. this in as one of his hotels. Yeah, yeah so, but uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, that's where it is for those hundred people that want to watch the show on March. And where's 11th. It, where's this thing happening at the Apex? At the Apex. Yeah. Wow. Um. All right. So that's good. And and you know, the funny thing is, is they had. Uh, they had their best numbers this week since like the second week, but that's because they had a really good lead in from AW. Yeah, a good lead in and no competition. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so PFL two, I somehow missed this. I usually get their lineups, but maybe I deleted it by mistake. Yeah. Um, Bullshit. I'll look. At uh, I will find it. Card. I figured you would have it. So. Well, I usually do. I usually save it, but I must have deleted it, or sometimes it goes in my spam folder. I got it up here. Uh, it's at the Virgin, right? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, and uh, well, we mentioned that last week. Um, Ante Delizia and Jorgen DeCastro—that's an interesting fight. Um, main event, yeah, yeah. But I mean, there's you know t- both names I know. Julia Buds in the co-main against Larissa Pacheco, who beat Kayla Harrison. That's interesting. And uh, other than that, there's not much else. Aspen Lads on the card, uh, fighting Alina Kolesnik on a prelim. She's not in one of the tournaments. Um, do you see the? They did. They've been doing their challenger series. And this past week, the um, the two people that were like one contracts were like people I knew, 
believe it or not. Like they're um I'm trying to find the card here. Here it is. Um Caitlin Neal uh in the main event. You know, like she's been around for a little while. And Shanna Young as well. And Desiree Yanas. Those are the three. And I knew I know all them. So I was I was kind of surprised because I, I just assumed these cards were like a bunch of people we don't know. But um I know yeah. on a on an upcoming one they have Impa Kasagane. Oh yeah, the guy that uh kicked off uh Joaquin Buckley's head, or is it the other way around? Other way around. Right, okay. Um and Helen Peralta was on that show too. Another name you know, but she lost. Um, so yeah, uh, that is, yeah, PFL two and that's, that's coming in April and, uh, is right around the corner. Now this is one I don't know anything about. So you tell me, cause it's one of our guys, Chris Curtis. What did he have to say uh, about USD 287? Yeah. Uh, one other thing to drop real quick, okay. real quick before we get into this, and this will be the last, the Curtis thing will be the last that we end with, uh, uh, Patty Pimblett did an interview with, with the MMA junkies, Mike Vaughn said he's going to have ankle surgery on March 7th and that he doesn't anticipate he'll fight till the fourth quarter of this year. So there's so our, MSG. There's our update on Patty Pimblett right there for those interested when he's going to be fighting next. It looks like it's going to be a while. Did, he did say that he'd be open to rematching George, Jared Gordon and admitted that he watched the fight back and it was a lot closer than he claimed after <laughs> he claimed after the fight. Still claims he won, but you know, it was, you know what? I've seen some people that think, you know what, it wasn't as bad as the decision that came off that night. But I still think he pretty clearly lost. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but uh, Chris Curtis. Yeah. He had a Twitter post the other day. Uh, came, other day they came, they uh, released kind of the bout order for UFC 287 in, uh, in Miami, which is another another strong card. Yeah. But they uh, put the Raul Rosas fight on the main card. And Chris Curtis, who's fighting? Who's he fighting on that show? Uh, find somebody big, and Kurt Curtis is ranked to uh, Chris Curtis. He's fighting Kelvin Gastelum. That's right. Oh Him yeah, and, and even Kies and Li Jingliang. But those two fights are on the prelims, and Raul Rosas is on the main card. There's the main card also has Pereira, Alessania, Burns, Masvidal, Font, Yanez, Holland, Ponzinibbio, but. Uh, Curtis was complaining very loudly on Twitter about being on the prelims and Raul Rosas being on the main card, saying that that that's bullshit. And you know, uh, I can actually try to look up what he says. He was very outspoken about it, about it though, which uh, it's kind of silly. It is silly. It is yeah. silly. I mean. I mean, let's be let's let's be real for uh, for a few things. For a few things, no. Uh, let's see. Well, I mean, I'll say Rosas is a guy that is marketable and is a guy that you know he's going to be around for like probably the next fifteen years, and it's a guy that UFC is is going to invest a lot of promotional muscle in. And Chris Curtis is a dude. <laughs> like we love him, but you know, uh, he's a dude. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Chris Curtis's actual tweet says, not going to lie, that bout order is completely fucked. One of the best cards of the year, and I get bounced from the main card for a child. I fought on short notice, had take on, have taken on whoever and gone 4-1 to get ranked, and I get bounced for a kid with one fight. Yeah, I'm salty as fuck. That's what was the ex- yeah. exact quote. quote. Remember when uh, Uriah Faber was in the main event of the prelims and – he said it right. Like it's like you know what? There's gonna be more people watching my fight than the people on the main card. 
I'm almost yeah, positive. I mean, I mean, yeah, ESPN ESPN has the prelims. Yeah, prelims. So it's they might get even a highly be viewed. It might even be ABC. Highly viewed. Yeah, uh, it's ESPN. I think that's the start. I think that's around the time NBA playoffs are starting or, or the NBA season's ending, ending yeah. or something. So maybe. But anyway, honestly, but, though, if you if you wanted to go after somebody, like I would, you know, like you could say Font and Giannis could be on the prelims, yeah. but Raul Rosas is going to be on the prelims or is going to be on the main card. Yeah, like, Rosas. No question. Rosas are trying to build. Yeah. To be something, they're trying to build, build him to be a star for the next twenty years because he's it's like what Cody Garbrandt's going to tweet yeah. like, oh, why is Bo Nickel on the main card? Yeah, like, yeah, that's the same yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean it's. This pay per view is going to be a big one because it's Pereira and Adesanya rematch. It'll yeah, be big, the first fight. When you've also it. got Burns and Masvidal, like yeah, and you got Burns and Masvidal. Big card. Yeah, and they want to get Roses, you know, more exposure because they're they're counting on him to be a, a star. Chris Curtis, like his pay, isn't going to change from being on the prelims to being the first fight on the main card. That's not going to change his pay. Pay. I mean, you know, I don't. You know what? Some of these guys need to need to think about about this kind of stuff. I can. I, I like Chris Curtis. Yeah, and I I can come up with five people on the prelims of this card that should be that if they wanted to complain would complain before Chris Curtis, Kevin Gasolum, Michael Chiesa, uh, Michelle Watterson, uh, Cynthia Calvia. Um and uh Joseph Pfeiffer, if I want to say yeah, Joe Pfeiffer, who's yeah, a bit, who, who's Pfeiffer. probably been you know he could be on the main of, card. He yeah. you know what? If if something ever happens, if that role Ross's fight gets canceled for some reason, I'm putting Joe Pfeiffer on the main card. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I just you know some of these fighters like like uh, Chris Curtis, would you much rather be on the on the prelims of this loaded card that's going to be on ESPN with your fight be on ESPN? Or would you much rather have been on this past ESPN Plus main card, second <laughs> fight from top, that nobody watched? Or, or even the main event. Yeah, 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 that nobody watched. I mean, let's be honest. Be honest. Nobody watched this show this past Saturday. Saturday. I mean, you know what's, not a shot. You know, but. you know what's funny? Though? Like, I, I, Be honest, though. When I'm actually looking at this card, uh, and I see that Kelvin Gastelum, former champion, is fighting Chris. He's Curtis. not a champ, former champion, or wasn't he? Well, he's fought for the title a couple times. Fought former, for tough, former tough champion. He's fight. He's on the main card. He's on the prelims, and Kevin Holland and Santiago Santiago Ponzinibbio is on the main card. Like those two fights are very similar, in my opinion. Yeah. Like you know, um, probably like Gastelum is probably bigger than either of those two, but. Those two are way bigger than Chris Curtis, so yeah. I don't know. It's and, Holl- and Holland is actually a is, pr- is a personality, exactly. And that's probably, yep, and that's and that's probably got the potential to be a more entertaining fight. Yeah, though no, there's like I said, there's a lot of big names on these prelims, and I think freaking even uh, Li Jing Lang, you know, yeah. like it's on this card too. Like that Kissin Li Jing Lang is a main card fight on. Yeah. 95% of the cards that's, in UFC. Um, that's a main event of a that's fight a main event. That's the main event of a lot of these fight nights, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Chris Barta, Huggy Bear, <laughs> Jay yeah. Sherman. Yeah, I just, I mean, like. That's a that's a Ryan Frederick Invitational. That's a, that's no, a uh, no, no, UFC Apex uh, heavyweight fight main card fight. No, <laughs> no, it's not a UFC Apex Invitational special because Chris Barnett is above the UFC that's true. That's Apex true, yeah. Invitational that's specials. That's true. That's true. Chase he, needs to be, is, he needs to be fighting in front of fans. That's true. Like, and Chase like, Sherman <laughs> needs to get knocked out. Like these, these UFC Apex special Invitationals that I have. Invitational specials I, I have. These are heavyweights that don't belong to be that don't need to be fighting in front of fans. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. You're right. 
Wow. I didn't think we were going to spend that much time on that news item. Yeah. It's just, I mean, come on, Chris, just like we, <laughs> we love you, but shut the fuck up, man. And hey, like, he's been hanging around Darren Till too much. Uh, no, he hangs around Sean Strickland. Oh, that's even worse. Okay. There you that, that, that Enough said. <laughs> um all right you got there's a lot of big fights here on your uh up on your fight sign this week yeah let me let me pull them up again i got them here i have them on my notes on my phone okay here we go uh okay we didn't talk about it earlier whenever we were talking about krylov in spain yeah yeah this but, is the first uh, time hearing about it yeah the uh ufc has not announced it announced it yet but the plan is to have them fight on march 11th the, both, both have them both stay in Vegas and uh, fight on March 11th and then show just, at the Virgin Hotel. Will they keep it at five rounds or they go down to three? No, it'll, be, it'll go down to three. Okay. Three, because that's the that's show headline by Piotr Jan against Marab Devalishvili. I just thought maybe they they put it at the co-main and yeah, do five yeah. rounds just because I mean, they yeah. train for five, but... Yeah. That's, I mean, that's not official, but it's okay. It's it's the plan. It, it's the plan the right okay. now. Right now, that's okay. why I had it on the list. Uh, UFC 286, March 18th. Gunnar Nelson was supposed to fight Daniel Rodriguez. Rodriguez is hurt. Uh, Brian Barbarina stepping into play to fight Gunnar Nelson. Cool. So that should be a really fun fight right there. Yeah. Uh, UFC fight night, uh, April 22nd. Uh, good news and bad news. Uh, I guess the good news is they have a main event, Sergey Pavlovich against Curtis Blades. Bad news is it'll be at the apex. Oh so, no! So yeah. Well, that's those an are, apex main event. Yeah, those <laughs> those people that were hoping like yeah. like that this last week, everybody's like this show that happened this past week. All right, that's the last show at the apex until at least April. Maybe they'll maybe they won't go back. Yep, they're going back. You know, All right. right away. Right away. Um, here we go. Uh, UFC two eighty eight, uh, May sixth. Marina Rodriguez against Verna Jandaroba. And uh, it's a big fight. And uh, Andre Petrovsky against Armin Petrosian. Uh, several fights. UFC Fight Night on May thirteenth. I actually think this show will be not at the Apex, but uh, Mackenzie Dern against Angela Hill, Jake Matthews against Gabe Green, G on Kim against Mandy Baum, and uh, Cody Stamen against Douglas Silva de Andrade. That's the show that's headlined by Anthony Smith against Johnny Walker. Oh, that's the one we figure is yeah. gonna be in the Midwest somewhere. Yeah, yeah, which makes sense. And they got a pre- they got a lot of they got a lot of big names on that car. You got Dernan Hill now, and and uh, Matt Brown, and then Chazinho Rosenstruck against Jalton Almeida. That that fight just scream that fight card right now just screams like a non apex show. Matthews so, even is a is a big name too. Yeah, yeah, and uh, USC fight night on uh, May twentieth. Uh, I'm gonna let I'm gonna do. I'm going to do the first half of this fight, and then I'll let you do the second half of this fight. <laughs> Edmund Shabazian is up against Anthony Fluffy Hernandez. Nah, I wanted to let you do that since I know you like yeah, I know. yelling at Fluffy. But yeah, Anthony, Edmund Shabazian against Anthony Hernandez. Uh, Carolina Kovacavich against Vanessa Demopoulos. Euler Latifi. No. Uh, yeah, no. He's back. No. No. He's back. He's not retiring. No, he he's should have been. He should have been freaking suspended. He was suspended. He should have been like suspended forever. Like you should <laughs> yeah. not be getting into a cage and fighting when you have staph infection. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, well, but but yeah, I'm not happy what, about this. Yeah, no, but he's fighting Rodrigo Nascimento All and right. Abdul Razak Alassane against Bruno Ferreira. Two guys who had recent big knockout wins. Yeah, that'll be explosive. Yeah. That that card screams apex. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong, but. Um, 
Yeah, I just have a feeling. Although I don't know, Carol, Carolina, you kind of want her in front of fans. Um, all right. Well, that's going to just about do it. Um, so, uh, Ryan, uh, get your plugs in. You got a few of them this week. Yeah, I've got, uh, I'll have, we got UFC coverage currently in uh, this loaded issue of the, uh, the awards issue of the oh, yeah. Wrestling Observer newsletter. And uh, I'll be back this week for this week's coverage in there. And it'll be then, short. Yeah. Well, this last one was short, and this one I'll try to I try to keep short. I try, I'm getting to the point where I'm trying to keep these nameless Apex shows as short as possible, maybe like eight eight to ten paragraphs, and then the fight recaps. But uh, but then uh, yeah, we'll have coverage this weekend of UFC 285. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan J Frederick. We'll say. Oh, you're on Twitter. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I am on Twitter. Okay. On Twitter, as a lot of people check and see have, if I follow you. Yeah. Oh yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I am on Twitter. Unfortunately, I won't get into it. You <laughs> well, know. you talked about it last week. It's accessible. It's accessible. <laughs> yeah, and I learned even more this week. Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. which is. A, if you're, if I didn't want to talk know. about. It. No, no, I didn't want to talk about it. Know. You don't need to talk about it. It's a sad. It's a sad thing because I, I'm a huge. I've always been a huge CM Punk fan, and the couple of times I I interacted with him as a faceless MMA reporter. He was always very nice, very, very cordial, but his fan base is very bad. Oh, you, you think? Yeah. His fan base, his fan base is toxic. And I really, wow. And I really hope he would. Uh, he's a guy who's very outspoken and a very outspoken. He's very outspoken about mental health issues, mm-hmm. mental health issues and not bullying people. I really wish he would tell his fan base to, Hey, you know, be nice to people, you know, you know, it's just because I have mental health issues and everything, everything that has happened to me over the last few days of things being said is not, I've not taken it well. And, but, and I've, I've been fighting through it very hard the last two days. So, so well, just, I've been not trying to not let it get, let it get to me. It's, you know, we, you know, yeah. all of us have your back and yeah. uh, I've been, it's not exactly the same, yeah. but I was through something similar about a year ago at this yeah. time. Yeah. And, it's not punk like punk's fine like yeah it's his fans yeah <laughs> like his fans are uh are something else like I was, um, and like i was saying about that whole whole story like like yeah. i'm not you know i don't want to you know larry listens to us and we love larry we love larry but he was the first one to bring it up and, yeah yeah and just because i i backed it up because me me and larry talk larry yeah. talk and me and him talked to some of the same people and some of the same people told both both of us this and I was just kind of reiterating him. Well, but, and and you got I get, a bit the, of a... I get the shrapnel because I get because I'm a name and it's fine, yeah. but uh, yeah, you're fine. You know, you're and on just, Observer Radio and yeah. you're in the Observer Newsletter and so you like know, I said, these fans, I'll put it to you this way. These fans who know how to how to get to me, get to me, I'm sure there's AEW personnel who who could get to me just as easy and not one person has ever reached out to to deny anything. That I have well, number said. one, because it's true. And number two, because why even bother? Even if it even wasn't true. The, like, even about the buck stuff, even about yeah. the buck stuff month, months yeah. ago, or, or, you know, yep. we, you know, it's just like nobody's ever done, you know, I'm easy to get a hold of and I'm easy to talk to. And, DMs and are open. I will, and I will listen to both sides and I will, you know, and I am. Trust me, everybody who's ever talked to me will tell you I'm literally like the nicest guy in the world. I'm not going to fight oh, you man. or argue with you. 
you do you'll say that too but <laughs> deep down deep down it's like it's like hey if you want to contact me i got three questions did this happen did this happen did this happen okay that stays between us all right yeah exactly good. no no i mean we've shared you know yeah. you've shared yeah. information with me and yeah. you know it doesn't go any further than than our dms and uh yeah. and yeah. you know and with me i get information sometimes probably not as much as you but yeah. for me i just keep it quiet because i figure well you know what if that person wanted to put it out there they put it out there but obviously you putting it out there is because it was already out there like yeah like and the funny thing yeah the funny thing is like i had heard that yeah and and granted this is from almost six months ago ago. no oh no yeah 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 yeah, yeah. nine months ago nine months ago was was april may early june like this was a year ago get over it i didn't even say anything bad negative about the about the two about and in fact you've been pretty adamant that you think they should he should come back so yeah oh you know what i wanted to ask you and i didn't uh, want to get into this but pivot a bit but guy but guy but guys people who listen like like you know reach out to me every once in a while see how i'm doing see how i'm doing when stuff like that happens if you notice notice that and like i always tell you just be nice to people like you know a lot of people don't don't deserve stuff and and yeah and you know like kind of live yeah. and learn on punk fan punk fan one four nine three with his seven followers it's is a bit yeah. of a dickhead yeah um okay i wanted to ask you something though before we go What's and up? i should have asked you earlier um how do you think that because uh, you know a lot of wrestling fans listen to this and they hopefully they're still listening um how do you think the fact that this big ufc pay-per-view is happening on saturday can affect the AEW pay-per-view on sunday don't think it has any correlation we've seen it before okay. we've okay. seen it before they you know they they what uh every march this happens. this happens well i thought they seem to try to avoid it but i wonder like if if it doesn't do well are people going to use the ufc as an excuse when in fact it might just be that people aren't into mjf as champion no yeah i, I don't i don't see any correlate correlation to it but they haven't had a fight this big right or when was the was there a Connor fight in March at some point against AEW? I'm trying to remember. Last um, year, last year was Covington and Masvidal, which yeah, which yeah. which was a disappointment. Yeah, they I think that did like three. The the year before was Adesanya and and somebody. but the year before it happened in February. It was the last week of February Revolution. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm interested in that one. I, in fact, I might ask Dave that this weekend. See what he thinks. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. think so. Okay, cool. All right. All, well, all, and, I, all I know is it's two pay per view events on on my credit card bill this month. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, and and for me, none because I'm I'm going to be at both events live. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm doing that uh, weekend double. So and for me, uh, you can uh, you can find me. I did a show on the uh, Fight Game Media YouTube channel, which is free. Uh, this past weekend with Garrett Gonzalez, we did uh, the um, lead up to and with Larry Cajun, who you mentioned earlier. We we did a preview of uh, we're talking about WrestleMania and the big matches that are coming up on there. So you can check that out. And then t- uh, tomorrow, as you're listening, uh, Jeff Hawkins and I will be having our second anniversary of the Dynamite Show. 
and uh, we're going to have some special guests. We're doing it live on YouTube as well as uh, for the audio dropping on the Patreon, uh, patreon.com backslash Viking Media, five bucks a month. So uh, you can check that out. And uh, yeah, and whatever I do for the Observer this weekend, uh, just stay tuned. Check out my Twitter at Paul Ace Fontaine. And of course, Ryan is Ryan J. Frederick. So, Ryan, uh, why don't you take us home like you always do? All right. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Everybody have a great week. Enjoy the fights this weekend. Later.